Pour yourself a drink. It's time for your favorite podcast. We're going to get truly honest. Hey, Kara. Hey, Lisa. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. <laughs> Another confession. This is actually a press this week again. I'm out of Trulies. That's okay. I'm drinking a glass of wine. <laughs> oh, slacking. How was your week? <laughs> My week was good. Did I do anything over the weekend? I don't feel like I did. It was Valentine's Day, so Dan and I went out and had a really nice lunch. Um, And then I just did stuff around the home. I got new sheets. I bought sheets. That was I'm fun. I'm so proud of you. I literally, every time I change the sheets on my bed, I think about you telling me you only had one set of sheets. Uh, we had like one and a half sets. Thank you. Okay. Well, I love that. But fun fact about me as a kid, I would never put on the fitted sheet. So I would always just sleep like mattress and then blankets. What? I didn't like putting on the fitted sheet, so I just stopped doing it. I don't even have words for that. Um, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) How was your week? It was good. I went to the mall for the first time in probably six months since probably summer. Mm -hmm. And I have to say it was really overwhelming. That's what I did. I went and got salt from your house. (laughs) That's what I did. Yeah, well, I was at the mall. And there were so many people out. Like, it was insane. Like, you would have never even thought it was a pandemic because it seemed like it was before any of this. Like, the food court was packed. There was just people everywhere. I was very anxious. Okay. Now, was it really, or have you just not been around people in groups for a long time? So it just seemed like a lot of no, people. No, there was, it was, it was packed. Like there was so many people in there. Like the food okay. court, there was literally lines for every single um, like restaurant there and people, I don't know. It was just so many people. Like, I haven't seen that many yeah. in forever. Maybe, I mean, you may have been there at a float. I don't know. Didn't you, you went to a different mall, not the one that's closest to us, right? Yeah, I went to Ross Park. And, oh, okay. I mean, it's a bigger mall and it's a bigger area, but I don't know. I feel like last time I was there, there wasn't that many people there. Maybe. I mean, I definitely, I definitely. Every time I've gone to the mall, I've gone to the one closer to us. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like the stores are pretty empty still. Yeah, I agree. That mall, I feel like, is never very busy. But, man, I just wanted to get out of there. But I did find a Goosebumps t-shirt. And I was so excited about it because Goosebumps. Did you find it in Hot Topic? It was at Journey's. <laughs> oh, and all right. Well, Goosebumps was my favorite book series growing up. I read a Goosebumps book like every day. Loved it. My favorite book is Horrorland, Welcome to Horrorland. And that was the t-shirt. It was Goosebumps and it was the Welcome to Horrorland. I had to buy it. I was so excited. <laughs> that is awesome. I don't remember. I remember reading Goosebumps, but I don't remember. I had a favorite book, but I don't remember what it was. Did you ever see the movie with Jack Black? No. Oh, okay. 
Well, there goes I'm just like, neither did I. I'm but... person. Like, I used to go home from elementary school, watch it on TV. Like, that's, I don't know. I feel like sometimes when you redo stuff, for me, it just doesn't have like the same magic, whatever. So, I just, oh, I agree completely. Never even wanted to watch it, but The Goosebumps is on Netflix. So, I've been watching them on there. Nice. I just always remember being really excited for the Scholastic Book Mm. Fair that came to the library once a year and you had the Goosebumps books and you would try to see if they had like the next series or the next volume. Uh Oh, what was the one where the people turned into animals? Animorphs. All right. That would be it. I remember those. (laughs) I do too. And in the library, it was like the cover was like shimmery. And if you held it in the light, you could see the person morphing mm-hmm. I loved those too I don't think I ever read them I think I just like the covers did you watch the tv show no there was a tv show yes animorphs no I I no. loved it I wasn't allowed to watch it so I watched it at my grandma's house and the there was this episode where the bad guy turned into like these bugs and he went into your Ew. ear and like took over your brain Ugh. so obviously nope. as a child I would panic and I would sleep with pillows over my head because I'm like those bugs are gonna get my brain like obviously <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why I wasn't allowed to watch it it's really hard to say though maybe I just remember my mom would tell me that I wasn't allowed to come home with a Captain Underpants book ah uh, yeah that was definitely against the rules that seems like a weird rule, though, considering there were so many worse things out there. I think because it had no substance. At least all the other stuff had substance. Oh. Because it was written like a comic book. Okay. So, I mean, Animorphs and Goosebumps and all that other kind of stuff. They had like, a plot. At least there was a storyline and a right. plot and not just this thing in That underwear. makes so much sense. I never even thought about it because they were just kind of crappy. Why you wouldn't be allowed to have it. <laughs> I mean, along with other things I wasn't allowed to do, that was the ultimate decision. She said in her brain, I'm sure, this book is shit and I'm not spending money on it. At least you can learn something from the other books. Yeah, or like have an imagination of some kind. Anywho, should we get into the episode? Yeah, definitely. Um, So Tara had this really great idea, the questions game. So what we're going to do is just kind of talk about some questions and then both of us give our honest truly honest answer and go from there sounds good to me go ahead with first question the first question is if you could tell someone off without consequences who would it be oh i feel like i have such a long list of things (laughs) um hmm I don't want to give, I mean, I have like a specific, but that's all on like the more serious side of things. I would love, because I'm in sales mm-hmm. and I love my customers. Nine times out of 10, I have a bond with my customers. Like we are cool. Like we have leveled, we have a vibe. It's yeah. great. But sometimes I would just love to tell a customer the reality of a situation, but I can't. Mm. Because I'm representing a brand. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm like, they associate me with this brand. And that's important. Yeah. 
So I can't be like, I can't shoot the shit with them like I can with you or anybody else in my personal life because they're a customer. Um, And it's not the fact that the customer is always right, but I just kind of want to be like, this is a first world problem. Calm your shit. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a daily basis. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'd love to tell a president off or two. (laughs) That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I feel like this. I don't think there would be consequences if I did that, but I just would love to have the opportunity. Well, you might get on the no-fly list or have some. I won't flick them in the nose. It's it's fine. You don't want to have a CIA agent outside of your house. I feel like he and I would get along or she. It'd be fine. You'd walk out with some I've banana bread and you'd be like, here, be my friend. Hey. Yeah. And it would have chocolate chips in it and we would be friends. It'd be fine. Okay. <laughs> what about you? I feel like this question is so hard because I have a few people that I would just love to lay into because I feel like they're a and shitty person, person just overall. I'm going to take it as a no. Huh? I guess if I was one of them. No, there's like some, just some people that I knew before, like from past employment opportunities that were just shitty Mm. people, just overall, you know, like self-serving people that you could tell were doing things just to get recognition and would try to like throw me under the bus for a little stuff, but then do the same thing themselves, like stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I wish I could tell them all. I I really technically could at this point in my life, but it's not even worth it. Yeah, that's true. But other than that, I'm trying to think if I have anybody else that I would like name drop. <laughs> I feel like the only other person that I would, I've already talked about on the podcast. So if it comes up to me later, I'll bring this question back up and I'll circle around and go on a tangent. All right. So put a pin in that. Okay, question two is, if the purge was real, what would you do? So I actually had this conversation the other day with a coworker, Mm -hmm. and that's why I thought it'd be fun to talk on the podcast. So we were talking about, like, the movie The Purge, which is frightening. The concept behind it is so scary to me because the movies are scary, and, like, the psychology that goes in behind it and what they portrayed in the movies is awful like not about that life but if the purge were ever to happen I would not kill anybody or commit murder or any of that kind of stuff that's way beyond my capacity as a human however I would go into a high-end store and steal some shit okay what store and what would you steal oh I would steal everything from Gucci to Prada to Louis to Christian Louis Vuitton like all of it I'm taking all of it I'm having a designer closet for not a penny. Just because I That's could. so funny because that's literally my identical answer. <laughs> I have to say, like, I have put so much thought into this. It's disgusting because, like, the Purge movies are, they are scary, but it gets you to think, like, I would never kill somebody, but... Would I run to Ross Park Mall and bust the window in Louis Vuitton and grab 
some of the like never full bags would I grab wallets would I grab belts absolutely like I might yeah. ask the worker in the back to get me a size eight in the boots like you just never know but that's about the most oh they're probably going to be there with you so like it's fine right like I feel like that's the most havoc I could ever do like maybe go to Best Buy I don't even know if I could break the window <laughs> well I think it just depends on if the door was locked I might break it if it wasn't I'm just gonna let the other person break it so that like they can break it they can get all the cuts and stuff and then I'm hopping through oh I see where you're going like I'm doing the most minimal bad thing possible, but I'm taking advantage of the opportunity. And then I think I would go across the hall over to Tiffany, maybe get some diamonds. Um, oh, one hundred percent. Maybe go next door to Burberry, get some perfume, like maybe a trench coat. Like I would definitely be decked out. Yeah, you said like something about Best Buy. I'm taking an I'm taking a computer or five and a TV for sure. And like, I'm on the thievery side of things. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't take just stuff just to take it. I would take stuff like I actually would want, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm one, I'm 100% taking, like, a minimal amount, the things that I want and find attractive, and that I'm going to use in the future. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, I'm not, like you said, I'm not just taking it to take it. Like, I'm taking the things that I want. And the recommendation I gave to my coworker was you could go do all of your Christmas shopping on the day of the purge and then your kids have a great Christmas, but you didn't spend a dime. I love that you're thinking about this economically, really. This is an economical purge. 100% in my brain, it went straight economical. <laughs> I love how you let me get the things are. that I it's want so that I don't. Pay. I am a frugal, frugal person. <laughs> I don't give a shit if it's last season. If that sucker is 80% off, I'm looking at it and I'm talking myself into buying it just because of how good of a mm-hmm. sale it is. But I tell you, like, again, being in sales, when my customers are like, well, we're price shopping. And I was like, I do not blame you. I'm like, I go to an outlet mall. I will do a lap around the mall to find the best deal on whatever it is I'm there to find. And then I'll go back to the original store that I went to or whichever one has the best yeah. deal. I was like, people hate shopping with me but I get the best deal possible. And then I brag about it for like four weeks. I wish I could be like that. I'm just like, I hate going out sometimes. I'm like, just get this one. Like, I don't feel like looking. That's true. Sometimes. I mean, I'm like that too. At another point, like if I go shopping by myself or with girlfriends, I'll do that. Or if I'm looking for like something very specific, if I have something very specific in mind. But the last couple of times that I had Stan and I have gone and I'm like, you know what? We haven't gone shopping in a while. Like we haven't bought new clothes. We haven't done anything. Like, let's just go and we'll just buy whatever we want. I mean, it's all practical, but yeah, I just don't even think about it at that point. I actually went to Walmart this weekend too for the first time oh my in forever. Goodness. I know. Well, I went to Walmart because I wanted to get some like comfy, like Hanes men's sweatshirts to wear just like around the Mm. house yeah and so I got some of those and they had so much stuff on sale in the men's department they had like all of these like comfy thermal t-shirts for three dollars and yeah so I got a few of those I got like a full new like comfy clothes wardrobe all from Walmart for like I don't know how much money but like 
three bucks a piece. Walmart is becoming like what Target used to be when we were kids. Like has nice clothing options and stuff. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I think. Well, I'm excited for you. I think I have a new <laughs> freckle. Where? On my arm. How would it, can you tell? I don't know. I just don't ever remember it being there. <laughs> Moving on. What's anyway. the next question? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you will even have an answer to this one, but what embarrasses dun, dun, dun. you the most? <laughs> oh. I've really only ever been embarrassed two times in my life. Okay. And I have to thank my mother for those two moments in my life. <laughs> mm, no, no, only one. The other one was very self in, was self-inflicted. Okay. Uh, no, she's partially to blame. She doesn't get off scot-free. I lied. So the first story I'll share because it's a little bit shorter uh, was my first trip to Pittsburgh, actually. I was um, in high school. And I was with my church growing up and we did the Pittsburgh project. It was a junior, junior. Yeah. Junior in high school. This may have been the same year, actually. I don't even know. Is that anyway, you, like build houses and stuff. Yeah. You fix the houses around and all those kinds of things. Okay. Um, so we did the Pittsburgh project and my mom always would make sure cause she ran the mission trips. That we would see, like, the town for what it was. She would have, like, nightly itineraries for us to do. Unless, like, the organization that we were with had stuff for us to do. So we did the incline. And then we went and got ice cream up on Mount Washington so we could see the city. And we also went to the original Permani Brothers down in the Strip. So my mom would take pictures of everybody throughout the trip. Well... This is in the olden days when pictures were on film. Mm-hmm. And so you'd have to go get the negatives and then you'd have to get them printed. And then there'd be like a billboard downstairs at the church. My mother, me unknowingly, took a photo of me taking a bite out of a Permanis Brother sandwich. Those sandwiches are massive. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a picture of me sitting on this billboard with my mouth as big as I could possibly get it trying to bite this sandwich for the entire congregation to see. Everybody else is posed nice with their friends and their projects and the works they've completed nope there's her daughter eating a sandwich i have to see this photo you have to get us a copy (laughs) i think it i mean it's definitely at my house somewhere have your mom send us a photo and you have to put that on our instagram because that sounds amazing (laughs) i can do that that's easy i don't i don't know if it's in my photo album i don't know how easy it is to get but i can find it i'm sure the next time i go home or my sister will listen to this and then she'll go find it and I'll have a text message in like two days. Yes, sister, please let us know. <laughs> the other story was coming home from camp. And I went to church music camp when I was a kid. Um, it was for middle school and high schoolers. And we would do like a choir concert and a bell concert. And I was involved in all of these things and a bunch of other stuff. Church camp is also the first place that we all went streaking and all these other kind of crazy things. Oh so the rumors gosh. about church camp are for sure real. So <laughs> this story does not involve streaking. Okay. Um, however, like it's camp. So there's camp food. There's like buffet style, blah, blah, blah. And we would all get like snack and candy bags and all these different things and treats throughout the week from our chaperones. And it was a lot of fun. Well, I guess I had, like, a ton of lemonade, and fun fact of the day, like, I don't poop every day, 
And so we're driving down the mountain. Oh, no. And I have to use the bathroom. So I'm like, hey, Miss So-and-so, who's our driver? Like, can you? I was like, I really need you to pull over. Like, I'm going to (laughs) explode. So there are three vans of cars full of kids, by the way. Like, granted, we all know each other. We all have known each other for years. And I, like, I'm in the very back seat. So it's like her kids are in the middle because they have car seats and stuff. And then there's like me and my best guy friend are in the back. And I like jump over him. I propel myself over these seats. And I was like, she's like, can you wait? And I was like, no. So we're like down the mountain. Like the car, like there was burning rubber smell when I hopped out of this car. And I just dropped my pants and pooped. Like in front of the bus or did you at least get behind like a tree? Nope, didn't even make it. So, oh my and it's gosh. just the vans. So, like, I just drop it and go the moment I get out of the van. Like, on the curbside. Like, none of the passing cars can see me. But all the cars, like, that we're all with can see me. And my... <laughs> there are walkie-talkies between the cars. So that all the parents know when to pull over in case the kids need to do something. Or when we're going to stop to get gas or a snack or whatever. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> one, of the, one of the kids with the walkie-talkie goes... Please keep every, please everyone keep your eyes forward. Oh <laughs> like, my god! Don't look out the windows. Blah blah blah. Well, then all the moms. One of the moms um, had like towels that covered her seats because she didn't want like the kids messing up the interior of the car. Uh huh. Um, and so then they are all like grabbing the towels off the seats to like shield me. So you have all these moms now around me with towels, and by the time they got to me, I'm pretty much done pooping. <laughs> Well, even better, we then start, we, we're in this car for hours, and we have the kids, and we need to occupy the kids, because we're, like, juniors or seniors in high school at this point, mm-hmm. and then we have middle schoolers in the car, and I think one elementary schooler, and so <laughs> our car comes up with a jingle to the tune of Gilligan's Island, like, a week-long song of, like, our adventures, uh-huh. And the last verse is about my poop experience. Oh, God. Well, we sing it, like all the kids sing the tune, because we're telling all the cars that we're doing this, to the adults when we get back, because all the adults are always like, how was your trip? Blah, 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 blah. So we get around and we, like, jam out to this tune of Gilligan's Island. My mother then takes the song, because we wrote it down, because it's pen and paper, and put it in the church newsletter. She did not. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right in that baby. <laughs> I don't know where it went, but I was so upset with her. <laughs> All right. Your sister also needs to find this newsletter because I we have don't to know where that it. is. Oh, because God. I wanted to reread it, but nobody knows where it is. <laughs> it has to be in an archive somewhere. Like that has to exist. In I the hope universe. so. I would love to reread it because it's a really funny <laughs> story. All right. So I have two moments in my life. <laughs> Your turn. This is hard because I don't know if I have like just an, a standout moment where I was like super embarrassed about something. I feel like my whole life is embarrassing. Oh, so. stop. <laughs> I think getting like put on the spot is super embarrassing for me. Like anytime I get put on the spot. How are we friends? Somebody, I put you on the spot all the time. Like, 
I feel like not in that way. Like if I'm doing, if I do something and somebody like seriously calls me out, it's just embarrassing. Like I don't, even if the thing I'm doing isn't embarrassing, I don't know. I think I just don't like the attention. acknowledgement. Yeah. Like okay. the attention on me. I do not like that. And that's embarrassing. I think everything I do, I consider it to be embarrassing. Even when it's so not. the answer is yes, you get embarrassed easily. Yes. Everything embarrasses me. So <laughs> that's why I don't have one singular moment because everything I do the next day, I'm like, I am so embarrassed. Even if it's I feel nothing. like you're. I feel like you get embarrassed by your husband a lot. Not by like him as a human, but some of the things he does or says. Yes. And I think he embarrasses me on purpose because he knows like I just turned bright red and like I get upset and he thinks it's probably hysterical. I don't know, but I don't enjoy that. (laughs) I really have no idea. All right. (laughs) All right. Question four. Would something be considered wrong that you do, even if nobody ever finds out? I would say yes. And that is because I believe in sales karma. Okay. So you definitely are a strong, so you have a really strong integrity then. Yeah. So that's my thought process. I just... My, in, I always relate this to my, it's like, does a bear poop in the woods or if a tree falls and no one hears it, did it really fall type of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I just say yes, because I don't know. I blame my parents all the time. I'm like, you, I hate you. Um, I don't actually hate them, of course. And I'm really actually thankful for it. <laughs> but because my job has a lot of autonomy, I just... And yes, like we can be tracked and all these other things and time stamped and I'm very aware of that. So maybe that plays a little bit in the back of my head. But I just think that doing the right thing when no one's watching is, and I mean, it's that golden rule lesson. Like it's just a, it defines your character in lots of ways. And so I, I, I would say yes. Okay. I think it depends on what it is like obviously I'm not going to do something morally incorrect but like I don't know like little stuff like you think picking your nose is wrong like even if you do it in private like (laughs) I don't think picking your nose is wrong at all I think eating your boogers is not okay I definitely because sometimes the tissue just doesn't go up there (laughs) far enough I think I'm gonna have to say yes as well like it's still wrong even if nobody in the whole world would ever find out about it but I think some things are harmless oh for sure I mean I don't think that you should pick your nose on like a date oh but to say that I haven't picked my nose in front of my husband would be a flat out (laughs) lie I have the most random boogers of all time and sometimes you know what a tissue just does not work so I I mean I I pick my nose if there's a booger that I cannot get by blowing my nose I will absolutely pick my nose okay Love that. Love the honesty here. I'm not ashamed. It feels refreshing. Oh my gosh. It feels refreshing. It does. It really does. Okay. I make no apologies. (laughs) 
I've never heard that our last and final before. <laughs> Picking your nose is refreshing. I definitely think. Then you get like a big old whiff of air and you can breathe again and it's just calming. It's yeah. calming. Your lungs love it. <laughs> your lungs are happy. It's fine. Wow. Okay. So, um, so this last and final thing, it's not really a question. It's more of just a statement and how we feel about this. It is like when people stand up, when the plane lands, you are only making deboarding the plane worse. So much worse. Like, I don't think, like, do you really think you standing up when you are mid plane it's going to make a difference. Everybody in the front still has to get off. And the only thing that you're doing is clogging up the aisle. The only time I've ever seen it work is a gentleman was on the end seat and he had no carry on luggage. Mm -hmm. That is the only time I've ever seen it work. (sighs) Other than that, it never works. You make things worse. You almost hit people in the head with your luggage. You'll look like an asshole. I mean, I've stood up on a plane, but, like, that's just, like, to stretch. Yeah. Like, I'm not rushing to get into the aisle. I'm not rushing to get my stuff. None of that. And then when people don't want to wait their turn and they're, like, mid-plane or the back of the plane and they just start to try to walk off, like, that's not how this works. Right. Like, if you were really that, if you're that person, I need you to pay more money to get first class. Yeah. Or sit, like, pick your seat, sit in the front. Like, whenever you fly Southwest and it's first come, first serve, like, come on, check in. Pick a different airline. Pick a different airline. Yeah. I love Southwest. I love them. I get so excited when I fly Southwest. (laughs) But, like, you can go pay extra and fly United for that. Girl, I love Southwest too. And so Southwest isn't even like one of the best airlines, but it's nice. And I started flying Allegiant because that's the airline that goes to the airport near my grandparents' house. Like Southwest doesn't fly to that airport. And okay, I tell you the very first time I rode an Allegiant flight, I thought that the plane was crashing. There was so much turbulence. It was so shaky and I'm panicking. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're we're going down. Like something's happening. And I'm looking around. Everyone else has their eyes closed. Nobody's even noticing. And I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Like I was so upset because I literally thought like the pilot was going to come on any second say the engine blew. It was the worst. I flew. It was for a work conference. And... My boss had booked our ticket, and we flew Spirit. Oh, same thing. And it's the only time I've ever flown Spirit. It's the only time I'm ever going to fly Spirit. <laughs> like, no. Um, but it was really funny because the flight attendant's going through, like, their normal pre-flight spiel. Mm-hmm. And the last thing he says and is like, hello, everyone. <laughs> He's like, and last thing, everyone, he goes, Yes, this is spirit. We know you don't want to be here. Pretend it's Southwest. Oh, have a safe gosh. flight. That's amazing. <laughs> you literally cannot be a thirty-five dollar flight though. Like I got two two-way tickets, and I paid less than two hundred dollars for both. I think the flight part's fine. Like I, I mean, I get it, but like, I you can only fly that airline 
if you're going somewhere short distance, mm-hmm. having a carry-on, because we were flying cross-country. We were flying to Vegas. Oh, no. So, like, my roommate and I are on this four-hour flight to Vegas, and we're like, we want to act like we, like, we were like, we want to be drunk by the time we get there because we are going to Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's also one of the most memorable flights because it was me and my roommate at the time and really good friend and this little boy. He was no more than eight years old in a row. And I'm on the aisle and his mom is on the other side. She's got the aisle seat for the other three seats across from me. And I was like, do you want to like switch with one of us to sit with your son? Do you want him to switch with one of us so that like he can sit on the outside? She goes, no, he's fine. And then he looks at us and he goes, do you want to play a game? And we were like, yes, oh, yeah, we would love to play a game. <laughs> and we played Jelly Belly Roulette. What is that? So, you know, Jelly Belly, right? Jelly, like the jelly bean? Like the jelly bean? Uh-huh. So they're in a canister. Oh, this is Bean Boozled. You played Bean Boozled with a baby. Well, he called it Jelly Belly Roulette and he was eight. And we had the options between like margarita or grass clippings. Yep. We had poop and chocolate, and I think we had, was it puke and popcorn? I puke and pina colada, something like yes. that. And we're playing Jelly Belly Roulette on this flight, having a great time. She and I are drinking mojitos out of little circular ornament-looking things, and his mom's cracking up laughing. And he goes, I don't want to play anymore. Should we just eat and react? And we were like, sure, after like an hour of playing this game with the Jelly Bellies. Mm. And, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I'm obsessed with Bean Boozled, and, like, I had a game of it, and I took it to my last job that I had, and I, like, forced all of my coworkers to play with me, and <laughs> it was hilarious. It was, like, Rotten Egg, um, what was some of the other ones? Like, horrible flavors, and, like, we had just, like, this trash can, and we would try them and, like, vomit them back up into this trash can, not literally, but, like... <laughs> spit them out like spit them out hilarious i loved it and i'll be like okay who's playing bean boozled today and like people be like i am not playing that i'm like yes you are spin the wheel (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's so funny am i a bully because that was so funny but i will get us a bean boozled and we'll play it at our next get together yes i'm so excited i'm glad that you're down that little kid was so cute yeah i'm down to play like one of my favorite memories on a plane i love that kid i don't even know his name but i wish him well i hope he's doing great i have this client at one of the jobs i worked at and he refused to fly on an airplane because he watched snakes on a plane and he thought that there were snakes on every airplane i have not watched that movie to avoid that same fear (laughs) so i don't blame him It was so funny. His mom's like, come on, like, we're going to go to Vegas. Like, you don't want to come. And he's like, nope, snakes on the plane. And it cracked me up. (laughs) I mean, I, I saw a preview for that movie and it was like Samuel L. Jackson. And I was like, ooh, Samuel L. Jackson movie. And then it was like, and snake. And I was like, and I'm out. Are you scared of snakes? Nope. No, I just don't want them to be on a plane. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't like snakes that can hurt me. The chances of a snake actually being on a plane are, like, none. Unless someone brings one I don't on. know. People were putting them on there for, like, support animals. No. People, somebody brought a peacock on for a support animal. That was in the news. And a squirrel. Yes. I don't know how the fuck you caught a squirrel. Well, 
I think they put a stop to that stuff because it was getting too outrageous. They, oh, because the peacock and the squirrel weren't weren't clues enough. Yeah. Or when somebody brought like a gerbil. See, the hell's a gerbil I feel gonna like do? A gerbil. At least it's small. You can have it in a little cage on your lap. Like yeah, but it's not a support animal. It can't save your life or get somebody's attention if you're gonna die. Well, that's not what an a emotional support animal is for. That's a um a service animal does that. An emotional support animal True. is literally just a pet. It's not All right. it's not a service animal. Well, the woman strung out on meth that I met in a Walmart one time <laughs> that had a ferret pop out of her purse. What? Try to say that that was an emotional support animal and I called bullshit. Okay. That's a different story for a different time, but a ferret? Yep. Ew. Popped right out of her purse. First of all, ferrets are disgusting. I don't like anything that's in rodent form at all. Well, it popped out of her purse, and then she started wearing it around the store. No. Yep. I don't like that. Well, it happened. I'm so glad I was not there, because I would have kindly told that lady to get the hell away from me. I mean, the manager did. (laughs) I mean, it was a cold day. This woman was, like, oh, gosh. As skinny as, like, the the twisty thing for your blinds. Like, real skinny. (laughs) Okay. And it's like 40-something degrees outside. She's in a sundress walking around Walmart. We're just going to tell the story with no shoes on. So I go tell the manager. Mm. And I was like, hey. I was like, I don't know what your shoe policy is, but there's (laughs) this woman walking around with no shoes. And I just don't want y'all getting sued. And so the manager walks over and talks to her. And she, like, pulls her flip-flops out of her purse. And I'm like, she is so skinny. And I was like, it's cold outside. And I don't know if y'all have seen our pictures on Instagram, but I am not the, like, I'm not fat. But, like, I'm not real, real thin. Like, I have muscular tonage to my body. Mm-hmm. And this woman weighed, like, weighed as much as my forearm. Okay? And all of it, like, she pulls out her flip-flops. No big deal. She throws them on the ground, puts them on. And then all of a sudden, the ferret pops out. Ew. And then she grabs the ferret out of her purse, puts the ferret around her neck, and just starts continuing her shopping. So, you were worried about the shoe policy. I am worried about the ferret policy. Well, I didn't know there was a ferret to begin with. <laughs> the shoe policy led to the ferret. Oh, my gosh. I, like, I hate Walmart. I, ugh. <laughs> I don't mind shopping there. However, I definitely try to avoid, I, I avoid going to Walmart because I'm not trying to see no ferret. I have seen people <laughs> with, like... <laughs> dogs and cats like in their buggy like ew no I would rather see it in a Walmart than on a plane uh yeah I mean I guess if a ferret is going to be in my vicinity I want it to be at the Walmart not on a plane ew. that's fair that is fair <laughs> Well, that oh, was our man. questions game. Um, <laughs> this is why we could only ask five and not ten because <laughs> I go on. We talked about the rant. purge and then ended with ferrets on a plane. So <laughs> let's let the people get back to their week. Um, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at truly underscore honest KL. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Yay! <laughs>